All right, let's get real today about marriage. It ain't easy. No, it's not. (laughs) Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Well, welcome back to Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, episode 77. And Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So in this episode, we are talking about love. Love. If you could see me, I've got the little heart with both my hands that I'm pumping towards you, Michelle. We're talking about love. I'm pumping back to you through Mm -hmm. the the, the internet waves. Well, if you've been in any kind of long-term relationship, you know keeping that spark is something you have to work on. Let's talk about that because, I mean, especially with little people in your life. So in the way sometimes. You know, isn't it (laughs) ironic that these little ones that we love so much are a visual representation of our love? Yes. But they can really get in the way. They can really put a whole kink in the whole thing. Yep. They, they sure really can. can. They can. They really can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And I'm I'm curious, Michelle. Yes. What do you what do you guys do? You, are you Valentine's Day lovers or not well, really? We, I feel like I might have to um recuse myself from this conversation. Is that the word? Recuse? That's a very fancy word that I don't ever it's use. Lawyer word. So. Um, because my birthday is the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so it's a little all about me, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so, mm-hmm. and so Valentine's Day tends to be a little bit of an afterthought um, for, for us. Um, so sure. we do small things because we usually will have gone out to eat for my birthday and we'll just do little small gifts. But we, we, do, we do always give gifts um, at every kind of anniversary and birthday. Sure. So we just sure. do kind of little stuff, but um, yeah. how about that's you guys? Kinda, that's kind of how we are too. And I feel like there's a resounding feeling generally amongst people that I know that, you know, your love for one another and your spouse or significant other uh, should not just happen on Valentine's Day. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so while Valentine's Day is certainly around the corner, which makes it you know, a good time for us to talk about staying connected to your spouse. We are not pro like, hey, stay connected only on Valentine's only Day. Only on Valentine's Day. Exactly. Sort of thing. Right. Well, uh, Michelle and I can share some of the ways that we stay connected to our spouses, but I wanted to hear from a few of my own friends about what they do to stay connected to their partners. And here are a few responses uh, that I got on Instagram. So there's a Quite the array of yes, suggestions. There are. Uh, we've got Jane in Pensacola and Megan in Boston. Both of them leave either love notes or notes for each other. Uh, no special reason. I think that's so cute. That's really cute. I yep. want my husband to listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, right? Note to self. Right? <laughs> uh, and Ashley in Atlanta says that they end their days with sharing their highs and their lows from that day. I love that. Uh, I do that with my kids, I, but I don't do it with my husband. 
I know I do it with my kids too and not with my husband oh my poor husband I really need to ask him more I I love that idea thank you for the reminder Ashley yes yes uh Lauren in Fort Worth I I love this she says hugs and she says I know it sounds silly but the day can get away from us so easily so we just make hugs a priority I love hugs and you know what I will I will confess that I'm not Michelle's a physical touch person, so she loves a good hug. Uh, I am not a physical touch person. And so, however, this note of hugs, I do think especially is helpful for Alan and I in times uh, when we're in an argument or when I'm super stressed out or it feels like it would naturally be a time of disconnection. I find that like a hug, even when you don't want it, just immediately softens my body. Yes, it does. And so I think the suggestion for hugs to stay connected is a really, really wonderful one. It has our stamp of approval for sure. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Jenny Lynn in Minneapolis, she says that they put the kids to bed early when they are exhausted. It matters, period. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I read that as like her husband puts the kids to bed for her and that's romantic, mm. which it is. It, we all know that. If he if he it's takes over the bedtime routine on your behalf, it's like, yes, that is sexy. You know, <laughs> I, there's a chance Jenny Lynn's husband does that. I think mostly they have younger kids, so they're able to put them to bed fairly early. And then they've got a couple of hours to themselves, which yeah. when we had young kids was a saving grace for us. Oh, my gosh. For my sure. Time of the day. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a date night suggestion, a regular date nights mm-hmm. after the kids are in bed uh, from Penny uh, and a number of other great suggestions out there, too. Yes. Well, so. you're not going to share Lauren's. I love Lauren's. Lauren. New oh. Thing Thursday. Yes. New Thing Thursday. I love this one. New Thing Thursday. You alternate weeks uh-huh. um, and you do something like new together, like a new food or show. Maybe. You're right. Yeah, that I is think that's an excellent cute. suggestion for staying connected and keeping things uh, interesting. Yeah, growing and learning together. I love right. It. I love it. Um, okay, so we also, you know, um, Stephanie's friends um, are awesome, but we also have this whole network of City Mom Collective sites out there um, with thousands of contributors writing every day. And so we searched far and wide <laughs> among all those posts. And to see what the contributors are writing about this topic of staying connected to your partner. And Steph, fun fact, mm-hmm. Miami Mom Collective, Collective had an abnormally high number of posts on this topic. <laughs> I think it's because Miami likes to keep it hot, 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 yes. right? I, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, I already talked to Daniela. We're going to have to link to all of those in our show notes just so you can see, you know, Miami moms have some things to say about this. But there was one post from Dayton Mom Collective that we found really poignant and thought you would like to hear about it. It's called Four Ways to Nourish Your Marriage. The author is sharing advice she got from her mom who told her, if any one of these four things is lacking, the marriage will suffer. Moms have some good suggestions. So let's let's jump into these four ways to nourish your marriage. The first is spiritual nourishment. Uh, You and your spouse don't have to believe in the exact same things in the exact same ways, but you do have to agree on certain principles and morals, ways to act within society, and how to raise your kids are the foundation of your relationship. Having the same religious beliefs can help but I have seen many marriages be spiritually strong when they believe in separate organized religions. And that's a great, 
important conversation to have before you get married. Yes. Um, Cause it definitely does become more important when kids come into the picture and all that for sure. Absolutely. So the next um, uh, way to nourish your marriage is mental nourishment. Mm. A husband and wife should be able to mentally stimulate each other, have respectful, even heated debates about what they believe and why, and challenge each other to maintain mental strength. I love that. Now, I am an Enneagram 8, so a debate is actually like a love language for me. Mm. (laughs) I really love getting into a discussion with my husband. And if we disagree on maybe something politically or something that's happening in our world, you know, our little world. I, I just really find it so interesting to kind of hear both of our perspectives and have that safe place. So I love that tip. I, I think it's a great tip. However, I'm not like Michelle in that <laughs> if Alan and I disagree on something that feels important, I just rather just let's throw it out on the table and be done with it and, <laughs> and not talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, well, thankfully, yes, thankfully we have enough respect for each other that it's right. not causing tension or anything. I just feel like consistently bringing it up. I'm like, I, I we're just done. We're going to agree to disagree. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think things with there definitely gets more emotional, uh, you know, difficult when it's just things with our kids. Sure. But yeah, I'm thinking like about politics and like, you know, the things that we're hearing now about certain, you know, cancel culture and all, all this stuff and kind of just talking about it and sure. talking about it in a way where we kind of prod each other to think deeper and, right. you know, right. and, and sometimes it can get heated in the sense that it gets lively, not, not angry. Right. And right. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the well, emotional stuff is definitely a different level. A little bit tricky. So, uh, okay. So let's go to the third way to nourish your marriage, uh, emotional nourishment. So everyone's different, so everyone will feel nourished emotionally in different ways, but the key is to find out what helps you emotionally connect with your spouse, and always remember to do those things. Some people need a listening ear, others need flowers, others feel emotionally cared for when the other person helps with housework or the kids. I think this is a really, really great important suggestion for nourishment in a, in a relationship. Yes. Yeah, so how do you feel? Is it, I know give, giving, receiving gifts is a big deal for you. So do you feel kind of emotionally nourished if, if Alan surprises you with a gift? Yeah. And, and for those people that are not get like, that's not your love language. I think some people just think, oh my gosh, that's a really needy thing to need. Uh, I love a post-it note as mm-hmm. a gift. Like mm-hmm. it does not have to be a huge grand gesture by any means, but certainly a, my love language of gifts is definitely fills my emotional uh, nourishment tank. Mm-hmm. And what what would you say for you? Well, I mean, physical touch is mine, and that we're going to talk about physical next. But um, I think as far as like an emotional fulfillment, um, just being taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. So Jason just does a great job of um, kind of just staying on top of a lot of things that I just I don't know. It's yeah. just nice to know he's just such a safe secure and trustworthy place for me mm, yeah. and just kind of that consistency is um it's not like one little thing or like a random thing it's just so that over time um yeah. consistency is really nourishing for me nourishing too yeah yeah all right the next one okay so the final one here is physical nourishment so of course of course this has not- to has to happen <laughs> sexy time yeah. has to happen yeah. right um uh, so this writer her mother told her that sex is a key part of marriage whatever your preferences are all marriage partners need that escape from work, extended family, the kids, etc. Sex provides that sacred outlet. 
feeling this physical connection with your spouse even crosses over into the emotional nourishment mm-hmm. component of marriage. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about that, about yeah. that, how that sex and physical um, yeah. connection does nourish you emotional, yes. Yes, emotionally. And um, it's interesting, though, because I, it, I read an article on it. I'll, I'll try and find it so we can link to it in the show notes about um, a couple who we, we may have talked about this on the podcast before, but there was a couple who um, wrote an article during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. It was difficult for them to find time to have sex because their kids are always around. Right. And sure. they're younger or whatever. So they yeah. just came to the point where they just decided to tell their kids, mommy and daddy are going to go have sex now. <laughs> Don't come in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we have not talked about this. We haven't. <laughs> I love it. But it was, just, I mean, Jason and I talked about it. We decided that we weren't quite ready to have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> with our kids. But um, I just thought that was, that was one way to handle it. You know, like, you hey, know, you know, mommy and daddy need this time. It's a priority. You can have your, you know, quietly yeah. read, do not knock on our door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Teach their own. <laughs> Teach their own. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> and that is the tricky thing I think about parenting and talking about things like staying connected to your spouse and that everyone is going to be different. So even though we're throwing out all of these suggestions, some of them would may stick for you and some of them may not. And right. honestly, there's probably all of you have something else to bring to the conversation that could be applicable to another mom as well. So I think just opening up these conversations and saying like, hey, how are you feeling nourished in these areas and what can we do differently? Uh, Valentine's Day is certainly a you know, a good time to mm-hmm. have like converse, honest conversations with our spouses. Yes, so. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, so we've got friends yep. that submitted um, staying connected to your spouse ideas. We've got our writers and our City Mom Collective sisterhood. And now let's get to an expert. Yeah, Steph, that's right. We're going to hear from Tracy Carson, who is a licensed professional clinical counselor in San Diego. She has a dual master's degree from Ottawa University and Phoenix Seminary in both professional counseling and Christian counseling. So we asked her to share her best tips about connecting with your spouse. And she has a couple of things to share. The first thing we're going to hear from her is about gold star moments. Spend time thinking about the gold star moments in your relationship. These are moments that you can recall quickly that bring all the warm fuzzies of connection as you think about time with your spouse. So these might be big, extravagant moments like a trip to Hawaii or dinner at the fanciest restaurant in town on your anniversary. But Even if you can't recreate those moments, what you can do is recreate the circumstances that led to it being a gold star moment. Was it the long dinner without interruptions? Was it getting away and remembering why you fell in love in the first place? What was it about that moment that brings it to memory so easily? And try and recreate that in your hectic, busy, everyday lives. Step one might be exploring what the gold star moments are for each of you. And they might be really different, which would be really great and very telling as to what is important to one partner or the other. And then after you have a handful of gold star moments, look for ways that you can recreate them in your everyday life. Tracy is married to Keith, who is her college sweetheart, and they have four boys. So she knows not every marriage moment is a gold star moment. Uh, She has one more tip that I'm really excited to share with you guys. I love it. If you want to know more information about Tracy, you can follow her 
on Instagram at Tracy Carson Therapy. That's Carson with a C or her website, tracycarsontherapy.com. Of course, we'll link to that in the show notes. But her next tip is a really easy and great way to steer conversations when you're on date nights. And it's called the three C's. We all know how important a date night is with our partner. But what I really want to encourage your listeners to is to utilize that date night to the best of their ability with intentional conversation. So thinking of questions ahead of time, having a theme for the evening, or using my favorite three C's to get the conversation going. So talk about what are you celebrating together right now? What are you facing as a challenge in your relationship right now or in your own personal lives? And finally, what are you curious about? What is something that doesn't make sense right now or that you're excited to explore? Anything that maybe has piqued your interest that you haven't had time to unpack. So navigating your conversation around your celebrations, your challenges, and your curiosities can be a great way to build more in-depth and powerful conversation. Well, Steph, I don't know about you, but I am ready to make a Valentine's Day reservation and get better connected with my super hot forever boyfriend. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Well, whether it's Valentine's Day or any random weeknight, and honestly, I love day dates. So oh, me too, a brunch date. Oh, my yes. favorite. Yeah. Uh, Michelle and I, along with our sisterhood of City Mom Collective Sites, encourage you to look for ways to connect with your partner and celebrate the big and little moments and just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.